some things, some action things to help us with our tongues. And so the first one is a little acronym, but it means that we need to think first. Anybody ever heard, think before you speak, right? Think before you speak. And I want to take think, and I want to break it down into an acronym. This is really straightforward um, stuff today. The T in think. Is it true? Now, is it true? Do you know that it's true? Or is it just something you heard somebody else say so you naturally think it's true? Do you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that it's true? Were you there? Did you experience it? Were you in the room? Because unless you were, you don't know. Is it true? And usually there's a rule of thumb when it comes to gossip. The more interesting it is, the more likely it is to be false. The more interesting it is, the more likely it is to be false. Or at least certainly not the way it was originally intended. The second one, the H in think, is, is it helpful? Will your words bring about a solution to a problem? Is it helpful? Is the words that you're going to say, are they helpful to the person or to a circumstance or to a, or to a situation? The I is it inspiring? Is it going to build people up? Is it going to build someone up, the words that you're going to say? The N, one of the hardest ones, is it necessary? Some people think they just need to give their two cents worth but it causes an awful lot and sometimes millions of dollars of damage. And maybe not actual dollars, dollars, but somebody would rather have not heard those words because it feels like millions of dollars of damage to their character, to them personally. And even if it's true, it doesn't mean you need to say it. Is it necessary? And the last one on this part is, is it kind? Is it kind? Is what you're going to say kind? I, anybody ever see Bambi? Do you remember Thumper's mom? If you can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all. Pretty good wisdom. Is it kind? Are the words that you're wanting to speak desirous of, are you trying to help? Or are you just angry and you want to vent?
Now, that doesn't mean that there isn't a place for you to vent, maybe you're in a frustrating situation with work or a frustrating situation with your children, with your spouse. Perhaps a close friend. Because it's something you personally are experiencing. To get help and, and, and wisdom and direction from someone. But sometimes we disguise in the church gossip and mean-spirited talk as a prayer request. That is an evil deception. That is not what God would have for us. So think, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? And is it kind? I would say if we could run our words through those five filters, I think we'd do pretty good. <laughs> if we think before we speak. Another suggestion for taming our tongue. Talk less. Now, that may not be revolutionary to you today, but Abraham Lincoln said, it is better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. <laughs> Calvin Coolidge said, I have never been hurt by anything I did not say. Hmm. I have never been hurt by anything I did not say. A.W. Tozer said, to treat an imperfect brother impatiently is to advertise your own imperfections. Let me read that again. <laughs> to treat an imperfect brother impatiently is to advertise your own imperfections. Proverbs 10.19 says, he who holds his tongue is wise. King David, after seeing how his words got him in trouble, said in Psalm 39, 1, I will watch my ways and keep my tongue from sin. I will put a muzzle on my mouth. David knew. He's going to put his, a muzzle on his own mouth. Maybe the Holy Spirit needs to put a muzzle on ours. This is one of the most devastating things, folks. And I know that practically it's one of the hardest things for us to live out as believers. If we can get this right, I mean, we could preach about this every week. What if I were to say, I'm going to preach on this every Sunday until we get it right. <laughs> Job security. Um, <laughs> because what did it say in the passage we read this morning? It said that 
the person who can control their tongue is what? Perfect. If you can control that, wow. Now, we can't do it in ourselves. We have to have the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit to help us. And there's always that whole thing of human interpretation. You could have said something that you meant to be really good in one way, and they could take it another way. That's human imperfection. That's where sometimes we struggle in relationship, okay? And we work those things out. Another thing is, is we need to build others up. The Bible continuously, continuously teaches us and reminds us to encourage one another with our words. Are we speaking words of death or words of life? Proverbs 12.25 says, An anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind word cheers him up. Do you see your brother or sister in Christ struggling? Speak some encouragement to them. How many of you guys have taken the five love languages thing? Anybody done the five love languages? Okay. One of them is words of affirmation or words of encouragement. Then there's physical touch, there's quality time, there's gifts, and there's acts of service. Did I get them right? Okay. All of us need the words of affirmation. My top two happen to be words of affirmation and physical touch. So tell me you think I'm awesome and give me a hug. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> but there are some people that it's like, hey, yeah, 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 whatever. Okay. My wife's, I'm going to just tell on her. Um, my wife's love languages, and probably a lot of ladies might be in this area. Um, quality time and acts of service. If I want to show my wife I love her, like I did this morning. I made her breakfast this morning. See? I showed my wife I love her. But, folks, the words of our mouth, the words of our mouth have the power to lift someone up or to tear them down. Your mouth, your tongue. I want to look at the verses right after what we just read. This is verses 13 through 18 in James. This is right after he's done talking about our mouths and how our mouths get us into trouble. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition... There you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, 
considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. That sounded an awful lot alike the words that we might need to say in that acronym. Are they pure? Are they peace-loving? Are they considerate? Are they submissive? Are they full of mercy? Are they full of good fruit? Are they impartial and sincere? Just a little, another filter, in addition to, there's the think thing that some, you know, that, that, that man created, and then there's that list. Both lists, a good filter. So in addition to building each other up, talking less, and thinking, finally, the thing that we really need to do to control our tongues is to have heart surgery. And I'm not talking about a triple bypass or a quadruple bypass. I'm talking about a spiritual bypass that bypasses our own mind and our own desires and taps straight into the Holy Spirit and to God and what those words should be. Because ultimately, the hardest thing about this is, is what goes in comes out. Garbage in, garbage out, right? Where's Tyler? Computer master. What goes in comes out, right? Uh, good. I'm just making sure. I wanted to have an expert opinion, verify that this morning. Jesus talks in Matthew chapter 12, a couple of different places, Matthew 12 and then again in Matthew 15. First thing he says in, in uh, chapter 12 is, You brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? From the mouth, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. The mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And again, I didn't write it, I don't... Shoot the messenger. That's Jesus talking. Take it up with him. And he was talking to the Pharisees. He was talking to church people when he said that. Okay? Matthew 15, 19 says, From out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. The other ones were acts. The last two have to do with our words, false testimony and slander. Thank you for turning your phone off. That was a turning off sound. And I, I, don't, want, I don't want you to think that I'm coming at you this morning as a person who has got this figured out. Ask my kids. Ask my wife. I'm not talking to you about this as as someone who's got it figured out. I'm talking to you about it as someone who's in the trenches with you. Because I struggle with 
the same thing. We all do. But I just feel like it's my job to hold up God's standard. This is his standard. And anything short of that is not his plan. And so this morning, I don't know where you're at. How are your words? Has the filter broken down? Maybe you're one of those people, and I've, I've said it myself. I just can't help it. That's the way I am. I'm going to do something different, Chris. I don't want any music. If this morning the Lord's tapping you on the shoulder would you stand up? If the Lord's tapping you on the shoulder this morning This is accountability. And it's also, none of us has got this down 100%. But folks, we need to think first. We need to talk less. We need to build others up. And we need to have heart surgery. It is what, it's God's standard. And folks, our homes our churches, our workplaces, our youth group need to be safe places. Safe places where people can come and even with their faults and their failures are still lifted up, encouraged, loved, and prodded along in their walk. Folks, God's the judge, not us. Pray, 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 pray. <laughs> like crazy. Because look, this is, this, this is it. Our words can determine someone's eternity, including our own. I don't want to have music today because I'm going to pray, and then I just want us to go. Because I want this to be on your mind. I want this to be on your heart. And I'm just going to suggest this. We're not, if, if the Lord's convicting your heart, and it would not hurt the other person, it would do good, and you have hurt someone, or someone has hurt you, 
and that relationship needs to be restored, then this week my encouragement to you would be to go and fix that. Dear Jesus, Thank you for your word. Lord, your word brings life. (laughs) And John says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. And Father, I pray that our words would build people up, would bring glory and honor to you, would be helpful, thoughtful, kind, and all those other things we've talked about this morning. Father, may may we be people who lift others up. May we be people that when they come around us, they can't help but be encouraged. They can't help but be uplifted. Father, may we be those people. And Lord, we will acknowledge that we can only do it by the power of your Holy Spirit. Can't do it in and of ourselves. So, Lord, would you tame our tongues? Would you put a muzzle on our mouths? And may the words we speak, Lord, be your words, not our own. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Go live it.